Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, excited to welcome you back to another inspiring episode of how we get to live our yoga in the most intentional and impactful way that makes a difference for ourselves, this planet, and our collective consciousness. Practicing yoga and living it is just one facet of this journey. Living a lifestyle of yoga is also dependent upon what you put in your body. Yoga Revealed Podcast is a proud sponsor of an incredible company, Four Sigmatic, the most alive adaptogen mushrooms. We've got a special offer for our Yoga Revealed family. Receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic purchase by going to foursigmatic.com. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com backslash Yoga Revealed or Use Yoga Revealed at checkout as one word. My favorite product from Four Sigmatic is the Golden Latte Mushroom mixed with the Hot Cacao Reishi. I love to drink it in the early morning with some hot water right as I drop into meditation. And I bet it's going to change your life as much as it has for me. We are excited to get these powerful mushroom allies into your body and integrate them into your yoga practice. This is Saucha whole new internal level of cleanliness. Today's episode is featuring an inspiring human named Pavel Stulik. He has dove deep into the world of the Wim Hof method. You might follow Pavel on Instagram as Noah Aon official. Check him out. That's N-O-A-A-O-N official. Tune into this epic episode as we dive into the Wim Hof method. Enjoy this episode of the Yoga Revealed Podcast. Namaste and aloha, Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin coming live to you from Boulder, Colorado right now. And I am so excited to be back home, even though I'm traveling constantly, which is such a gift. I love this platform of Yoga Revealed where we got to interview some people that we pass along the way who inspire us and man, are just walking the path and talking it as well, sharing it, which is one of the gifts that we get to share with you. So today is a really exciting day for me. I get to not only connect and deepen a friendship with a beautiful man who lives in Boulder, Colorado, who travels the world sharing breathwork and music. I'm really excited to to just deepen the conversation with man Pavel Stulik. Did I say that right? It's hard. It's a hard one, but it's okay. (laughs) Pavel, it's so nice to have you in my home and just connect with you. And I attended a, um, a, a gathering of yours a couple of weeks ago on the full moon. And wow, we got high on breath and we activated every cell of our being. And I am just excited to drop in with you and hear more about your life. 
you know, you have such a powerful presence and playful presence that has uh, clearly gone on quite a journey from Hmm. um, different spiritual practices, physical practices. And, you know, I, I briefly know a little bit and Excited to share. So thank you for being here with us and you sharing yourself with the world. No, thank you so much. Absolutely, Pavel. Yeah, brother. So tell us, how how did yoga first reveal itself to you? So very interesting story. Um, I was probably 12 or 13 years old when the first time I, I actually took a practice. And it was thanks to my mother that has from the young age, we, we grew up with our own shaman of back in Czech Republic. And we work with energies, with colors, with all kind of stuff from early age. And I remember until now that I go into the class and it's everybody is women. It's it's completely 100%, you know, female class. And it's changed a lot in the last, I don't know, 15, 16 years since then. It's now become much more, I think, accepted in the Western world. But yeah, that was my first experience until I understood what it means to be men in a ladies' class. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. So yoga has been a part of your life for 15 years. Correct. Beautiful. And, you know, when I first met you, you started to share and tell me a lot about this breathing practice, which is called Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Tell us about Wim Hof breathing. So Wim Hof method is is uh, made by this gentleman from Wim Hof. That's his name. He comes from uh, Holland, from Amsterdam, and basically it's a crazy journey on its own. Uh, the last twenty years, he spent breaking twenty six plus Guinness World Records, anything to do with ice, and <laughs> you know to put all the records aside, which he says he's dedicated to. Basically, don't call him a superhuman but called everyone superhuman. So his whole mission is to bring people back to our true nature, which is to be healthy, happy, and strong. And through the practices and through science, he's one of the first people that are actually tying breath work with full scientific uh, breakthroughs. Wow. So how did this reveal itself to you, Wim Hof? So um, about five years ago, I had to stop my professional cycling career. Uh, I used to ride uh, road bikes, um, rode all the coolest races around the world. The last few years <laughs> spent on a Chinese team. What? So did anything from Tour of China, Hainan, oh and all over God. East Asia. And uh, what happened was I ended up getting uh, autoimmune disease that completely stopped me. And um, I remember until today, I collapsed in a national race. And that's when I knew that there's something wrong. And so I had an Epstein-Barr, chronic fatigue. I had a a chronic uh, strep. I mean, basically anything that you can attach, I trained through it. And so because I never healed it or stopped, which I didn't know how to or, or didn't really understand it at that time, I basically had to stop. And so then I went on this whole journey of finding different solutions until I found this guy called Wim Hof. Uh, Wim Hof, basically one of the biggest breakthroughs is that it can affect your nervous system, your autonomic nervous system. And so he's one of the people that rewrote the biology in a sense where he now has a guarantee that your mind controls your body. And that's essentially what we're doing and focusing for, you know, during the workshop. So I did the breath work uh, f- for the last at least three or four years. I spent time training under him. I went to Poland, the whole excursion that he does. I did some of the craziest ice-based things or exercises you can ever imagine. <laughs> and I can tell you, I hated cold. You know, I hated ice, I hated cold. As soon as it got cold, I was always running away to a different country to be able to train, right, on the bike. Until now, I, I just this morning, I did a 6 a.m. yoga class and right after went to the Boulder Creek, did a meditation in complete silence and nice little 35 degree water. <laughs> wow. How long did you stay in the water? Uh, I, so I don't count it anymore. Uh, there's a whole tracking and app that Wim Hof has developed, which is awesome for beginners. But uh, for me, I, I always wait. So it takes 30 to 60 seconds for your body to push warm blood back into your veins. So the first 30 to 60 seconds, it may feel like hell for some (laughs) (laughs) until you get trained and you get used to it. But afterwards, naturally, your body realizes, okay, this is the temperature, this is what we need, and it starts pushing it out. And that's what surprises people a lot of times in a workshop where they're so scared of the cold, but then all of a sudden they feel this heat 
And that's uh, also coming back to Tumo. If, I don't know if you ever heard about it. It's an ancient Tibetan technique, which basically Wim Hof took uh, this breathing from, and he was the one that put the science behind it. But yeah, so in about 30 to 60 seconds, you're back to warm state, and then you can pretty much stay however long. Uh, two to five minutes is the, the perfect time. Anything over five it doesn't really have any scientific benefits. But so I was anywhere between two to five. I always wait for the response, wait until the body pushes the warm blood back. And that's the exchange that you're looking for. That's what is so powerful for your heart, for your entire, um, you know, uh, respiratory system. It's, it's quite fantastic. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> I feel like, okay, try to feel into that. Be like, okay, wow. Wintertime, Boulder, Colorado, Boulder Creek. I'm in the right place. <laughs> in the right place. You do that every day? Uh, pretty much. Um, so back to science, it, 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 uh, if you go to something under 40 degrees, it lasts up to six days, the benefits from it. If you just do cold showers, uh, they're still awesome. It still works quite well for you, but you won't have the same difference. And the water has to be under 60 degrees to actually feel that big switch from your body temperature to uh, that, that cold. Wow. That's amazing. So the when when I came to your house and you know you had this awesome gathering, you DJ'd a you pretty you helped DJ and facilitate the sound journey while guiding the verbal um guidance for this inner breath work transformation. You know, it was it was it was really cool. Um let's talk about that. You know, like what w- what was that entire process about? What were we doing? What were we trying to achieve and you know, what have you noticed mm-hmm. in your life when you committed to this practice of, of breath work? No, what, what happened? So um, first thing first, the entire class, uh, I call it I Essence. Uh, what that is, is inspired by Jess Muheen, who has been breatharian for most of her uh, life. Uh, she basically spends her lifetime teaching people how to become breatharians. And about two years ago, I had this... Uh, wonderful opportunity to meet her for the first time and go through a 10-day silent darkroom retreat where there is no food, no light, uh, only water optional, or you can juice if if you want to. Uh, But obviously it's better not to so that we can really go deep and and figure it out. And so I have uh, spent another year um, becoming an ambassador of peace through her program, which inspired me for this name, uh, I Essence. I essence is basically a mantra. So you can just simply, you know, close your eyes, inhale I, exhale essence, and just wait for the respond. You know, some people may not feel it right away, but when we go back to that foundation of being just that essence with no future, no past, but right here, right now, it can make magic, as as I you know bet a lot of your other mm-hmm. speakers would say. So um, that's the foundation of it. The entire class has breathing. Uh, So at first we did about 45 minutes of three to four different types of breath work. Uh, Anything from the basic retention where you hold your breath on exhale all the way up to power breath where you hold your breath on inhale and you squeeze or push. Where uh, that's go back to Wim Hof. Uh, He believes that that's something that releases naturally DMT into your um, system. It is not scientifically validated, so we can't really say it, hmm. but it you probably felt it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when all the tingles and, and right. the tripping on air, what we call, comes in. <laughs> um, so that was the first part. During that time, I always work with different uh, processes, whatever's past regression. So going back into your, your, your memory of some negative events and rewriting these for your, for your brain, for your body. Uh, all the way up to just a simple visualization. So there was a visual journey of who you want to be in the future. And as we, as you know, uh, you know, you, your brain can't tell if, if you're thinking about it or if you're doing it. So work a lot with that as well. Um, the second part is uh, the dance or movement. Mm. So what I have done is instead of just DJing or playing, my whole mission is to use transformative sounds So right now I'm actually releasing a new song called Hanafi, Mm. which has the Jasmine's vocal tone in, in, embedded in the song. And it's supposed to be this transformational sound. And so all the sound design that will be coming out will be transformational. Whatever's didgeridoo, whatever's flutes, whatever, any ancient and powerful, um, uh, you know, signals that I would like to send to people's brain. 
Um, and then uh, the final part is meditation and connection. Uh, we were connecting to the moon mm -hmm. using that energy and power and a lot of uh, tribal um, type uh, mm -hmm. exercises. Um, the most, I think, uh, the hardest one for a lot of people is what I call the awkward moments. <laughs> um, if you're being in a yoga, it's not, it means nothing. There's right. plenty of these yeah. and you kind of accept it after a while. <laughs> yeah. Like the cuddling classes. <laughs> I got it. But uh, the regular person that comes into these classes, and that's my goal, is appeal to a regular person. So it's mm -hmm. more of a show, more of a experience rather than, um, you know, the, some people have a stigma uh, going with, with whatever's ancient yogis or meditation. Dogma. Type, yeah. Dogma. Yeah. So I want to kind of use the dogma, but at the same time, uh, make it a show. So people, it's like a, it goes into your subconsciousness more than anything. And uh, yeah, so during the awkward moments, we touch hands, we scream, we 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 meditate together. People look eye to eye. Uh, so just back to the true nature. Yeah, and I think that really what I'm getting is that you know through harnessing the epitome and the teachings of what yoga is hoping to have us see within ourselves, you're creating this accessible form. That is that is accessible to the person who might normally not do this, you know, mm -hmm. by 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 um, having them feel more comfortable. I think like the music that you create is definitely a bridge to invite someone like myself who has a lot of experience within yoga and different styles and approaches, and then someone who is like, uh, an own? young professional. What is that? Yeah, yeah, you know, like what is this? I've never I've never done it, but I'm open to breathing. Mm -hmm. And learning about it, I think it was really accessible. So it was super cool. And I'd love to, you know, following up on that last part of the other question was when you committed to yourself in your life, when you committed to this breath practice, what was one of the biggest things that changed for you? Like, who was old Pavel? And, you know, how has, how could you in retrospect recognize and honor the growth that you've made in your life? over however many years this breath practice has been in your life? You know, what, what comes up for you when I, when I ask that question? Yeah, so um, there is an experience that really kind of breaks that cycle of old and new. Mm. Uh, it happened two years ago in a dark room cave. Uh, so basically I spent, you know, the 10 days with no food, no light. And about day seven, um, I completely broke off into tears. I mean, I hysterically cried and... And it wasn't off of fear or, or anything negative. It was the most blissful moment of my life. And I truly believe until today, I touched that true uh, self, that, that, that who we are, that, that magnificent, amazing human beings that we can be without all the thoughts and, and all these different, um, you know, historic uh, presumptions from other cultures or, or our families and, and so forth. So what happened to me there is I had a big just wow and, and know-how and I got out of the cave and I start selling pretty much everything that I own. <laughs> I, I took that business self and, and that goal-driven uh, capitalistic guy uh, aside and uh, I, I decided that for the rest of my life I want to do what I love and that is music, that is you know teaching, inspiring and and. And so forth. So, so since two years ago, I've basically been teaching these classes. I've been touring with with music, uh, and I uh, have you know dedicated my life to it from there on. <laughs> wow, wow! So that you got closer to what you what you got closer to your heart. You got you 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 got closer to realizing yourself. Yeah, more and more through this dark room. <laughs> So this dark room, you know, it's like, I think we need, to, we, need to, we need to talk about this dark room a little more. So hold on. A cave in China? So it's Thailand. Thailand. And then, so they call it a yogi cave, but don't, don't exactly translate it. It is, it is a um, much more modern than it sounds. Okay. <laughs> so we're basically in a temple of, um, of uh, this, it's a temple inside of a temple. So it's a Tao Garden Retreat Center in uh, Chiang Mai, in the mountains mm -hmm. okay. of uh, Thailand. And uh, this particular temple is a temple of immortals. So they believe that it's been there since like the year 600 or something like that. And uh, that the immortals come and support us during the time and all these different energies and vortexes that are being you know, created. And honestly, the minute you come inside of the cave or, or the, the yogi cave, 
you feel this sensational energy all around you. Uh, typically, you know, I would feel that after long, deep meditation and it would be like half of it and you're just vibing. You're like, 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 like this the entire um, time you're there. And then um, it started with guided meditations. So basically we start with, I believe, five gatherings a day. Then it goes to like four, three, two. And then the last two days, nothing. So you're literally left on your own. Uh, she always asks just if, if you're, uh, you know, with somebody in the room, you know, make sure, you know, are you there? So our conversations would be like, hey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Goodbye. And that's about all that we spoke for 10 days. <laughs> And uh, and you have some significant experiences. Whatever it's a light show, you feel like you're in this biggest music festival after about day five. Uh, she believes that you clear out after about four and five, fifth day, you clear out your pineal gland. So that's when mm. things start popping out. And then six and seven day is when you start releasing naturally high numbers of DMT because your body is no longer spending 60% of time on digestion, on the, the visual or the just light in general, and you everything goes inside. So then you start really like shining. <laughs> Whoa. And then the day nine, uh, you you get a special glasses, you walk through this little tunnel. It, it literally feels like you're being rebirthed because they have like 10 different... Um, uh, what do you call it the, the little uh things you close the door with <laughs> it's blinds? like a blanket or blinds yeah okay. but you have to literally like climb through them Whoa. because the light would get in otherwise so they have it really well protected wow. then you get outside and i remember the first thing you look is you look at the blue sky you look at the birds you look at your skin and it's almost like coming from uh 3d to blu-ray or something right. like that yeah sure because your eyes haven't been used for that many days so you've literally been in the dark for 10 days mm -hmm. and there's no light there zero none no even chance to touch one they have it all locked out for you they have a little inflatable balloon so you don't hit yourself in the wall and you literally this is how you're walking around and and you feel it first but towards the end you literally you just know like if you don't know you crash when you're in your knowing, you do not crash. <laughs> so this is like a Vipassana to a whole nother level. Like Vipassana, for those who don't know, is just a 10-day silent meditation retreat, but you eat food and there is light. And wow, I mean, <laughs> like you know, when I first heard about Vipassana, I was like, okay, one day I'll do that. I'm not ready yet. And this is probably like, seven years ago, six years ago. And I did my first Vipassana two, a year and a half ago. I haven't done another one since then. I really would like to, and I know I will again. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm like, after hearing this, I'm like, oh man, I want to look into it. But Come with me. Wow. March. I go every March. It literally has become, I'm going for the third time this year. Uh, I actually love it. It's maybe weird <laughs> and crazy. That's powerful. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but... <laughs> but let me tell you, like, if you are always exposed to people and, and, you know, you're the same, you keep on growing and building and looking for yeah. the next thing to yeah. come, even though we, we live this peaceful life, it still isn't always peaceful. And so you have no other choice than to face yourself. And that's why I love it. Hmm. Wow. Well, that's an incredible experience, Pavel. And, uh, you know, I wonder for you after you've come out. So you've done this twice so far. Correct twice now that you've done it a second time how did you feel that stepping into the silence and stepping into literally the darkness to radiate your own light has allowed you to create an amplification of your own intentions of how you want to serve humanity Wow, um, that's a deep one. Uh, I would say quite dramatically because I, I think there's two ways that we live. One way is self-mastery. The other way is uh, service. And I think most of us end up climbing and using them both, right? Because there's a certain time of self-mastery and then there's a certain time of self-service or, or, I mean, uh, service in general. And so that's really the biggest one that, that it taught me and where I really want to go moving forward is is using that time for self-mastery and integrate it with service so others can benefit. 
because I believe that uh, more of us that can be there during this this transition and this growth and and this amazing time of the life that we have is to be the example and 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 living exactly what you say. Mm, mm, I think that's beautiful. And you know, you know, something else that's coming up for me is like. You know, not everyone on the street and in society is going to go sit in Vipassana or go to the dark room. I think I might join you one day. You I, absolutely, I do feel that one day, if not this March, one day, Pavel, I bet you I will join you. And uh, I'll face that then. But what I'm trying to say is most people aren't going to do that. You know, I don't know if you agree with that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't feel that most people in society are going to do that. You know, even getting, you know, I think, you know, meditation is starting to increase across the world more and more um, within corporations and different businesses. I think it's beautiful. I've been hearing of different corporations that are utilizing um, meditation space in the working day, week, week to week, uh, uh, working week. Mm-hmm. And if people are listening to this and they're wanting to dive into self mastery, you know, what are some, what are like one to three tips and suggestions that you could offer to people that would allow them to find ways on how they can create facets of self-mastery in their life? Um, yeah, so uh, I totally agree with you. Um, it is, I think, more and more people, and actually I used to be one of them. I always wanted to solve my problems with the next retreat or with the next master. So so in a sense, it's sometimes oh, Wow, let's talk best. about that too in a moment. I like that. Yeah, uh, so I, I used to always escape to these different places. And, and yes, it helped me. Yes, it pushed me. But two weeks after, I went back to the same route, right? So I think the biggest intake for me has been uh, the change is sudden, not necessarily this crazy one-day event. And even if it is a one-day event, that um, one-day event is uh, is a tipping point of a long, long time and of work and change before that. So the way I, I think I would really, what helped me the most is, uh, is a really strong time management. So what I have developed is uh, not just a time management, but working with goals and settings and intentions in, in ways where I see that I have the most growth needed. And it started for me through the word. I don't know if you ever heard of Paul Selig, um, but uh, he wrote, I think, five or six books now. Um, the first one is called I Am the Word. And it talks about, uh, it's a channel book. It's very interesting, very deep. Uh, nowadays, people say it's the, the more, more, most powerful channeling series since um, the the famous one, um, which I cannot recall now. <laughs> it's okay. But... Uh, Anyway, so people that are into channeling and, and have heard it, they would definitely know. But what, what he did is um, I basically use his, his training of writing I am a war through whatever problems, whatever experiences I had to you know do or have. So I broke my life into kind of three different segments. The first one is myself. So the personal, whatever's health, fitness, education, anything to do with your you know person, right? Uh, the second one was family, uh, connections. Um, it could also be just relationships in general, right? Kind of that whole bucket dealing with people. And then the third one is career or my kind of uh, goals, right? So I, when I put that, I would put it on a whiteboard. And on a whiteboard, I would every month write the three things I want to work on. I never write down the negative things because I don't want to stay in them. I would write the way I want them to be. So I'm so happy and grateful for such and such. And then I would write it as I am a word through, uh, let's say, uh, the problem with my kids. I have two kids and a wife. So a lot of times, you know, there's there's plenty of times to clash in between. And so different things that would bug me or, or would rise that emotional response that wouldn't that wouldn't feel good. I would then be worked through it. And so uh, I'm worth through this. I'm worth through that. Whatever that is in your life, you can use it. And then I would consciously be getting rid of all these patterns that didn't serve me anymore. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know if it answers a little bit, but every everything that, that is not working in my life is an opportunity for growth mm. and to rework it, right? Rechange mm. it. And uh, that's kind of how I take every day. You know, I think that's beautiful. What I'm hearing is, you know, I've reflected into my own life when I started to, I think it was probably in my like, Second, maybe my my first three years of practicing yoga, 
And I really started to look at myself and look at my patterns, look at what wasn't working in my life. I was able to recognize that, you know, all this quote unquote challenge that I was identifying with is truly an opportunity for deep emotional and spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so what I'm hearing is that, you know, you're, you're inviting us to really look at our patterns and ways of being that maybe we don't like because we're human and we want to find a more um, absolute alignment with the I essence of whom we are by finding a practice that aligns with you like this breath work? Is that? Absolutely. Am I with you? Um, and also may- maybe just, just an add-on um, yeah. would be, um, this is something that Jas Muhin actually teaches and that's what you live in the cave. And that's something that, like you said, not to be able to go to cave, you can actually experience it on an everyday basis. Sure. It's called the luscious lifestyle. Mm. So it's an eight-step lifestyle that uh, we live there. And it's something uh, that, that you want to do every day. Uh, so the first thing to always repeat is meditation. Mm. So it's it's really the beginning. I think where meditation is your self-assessment. It's your goal setting. It's it's everything and everyone can find their own. Uh, the next part is spend time in nature and silence. Uh, nature speaks. What I've learned from Dolores Cannon actually is that everything is a soul. Everything has a soul. Everything has information. So if you just sit down and feel the beautiful nature uh, underneath... There may be a lesson for you. There may be also energy for you. Uh, using the elements, the, the wind, the fire, every single element is here for a reason. And going back to Jas Muhin, she believes that that's how you can recharge using these elements so you don't need a physical food or you can even just get rid of any hungers in general. The third step is pray uh, daily. Uh, prayer doesn't necessarily mean um, the religious prayer prayer as much as staying in touch with your uh, divine uh, friends and commune. You can also just talk to yourself. But again, bringing it up to the consciousness is a key. Uh, Third step is programming. This is the hardest and most important one. And I think that's kind of what we touch up. Uh, You can rewrite any process in your system. Uh, During my lectures, I have this meditation where you envision yourself as an iPhone. iPhone has an app's So that's like our life patterns, friendships, emotions. Uh, In order for iPhone to to upload new software, you have to stay connected to the internet. So that's the meditation going down. And when you're connected, that's when you can upload and download new uh, best self or best version of yourself. Um, The fourth one is a light diet. She believes that vegan, vegetarian, or really liquid diet is the ultimate way to go. Um, exercise daily, treat your body like a temple, very important. Uh, daily acts of kindness. Uh, this is something that we want to give gratitude for it all at no condition, no you know return. And then the last one is listening to sacred music and mm. sound. So see how simple it's eight yeah. steps and you literally can do it today. <laughs> wow. Those are amazing. I, I am uh, so inspired by that. I feel like a, I'm going to post those on the description of this episode so our listeners can look at it. They can screenshot it and then they can scribe that somewhere like, you know, I feel like that's something I'll put up there yeah. it's on, the, on the whiteboard in my house. That's just, that's something to look at <laughs> every day. Thank you. And I have that's it for awesome. kids. We actually at home, we have a whiteboard and then we try to check box it with, with our baby. So that way they get taught this already from two, three years old. Mm, I love how you're raising your children. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. So, okay. So what was that called? The eight luscious it's lifestyle? It's luscious lifestyle. Eight steps to luscious lifestyle. Written by? Uh, Jas Muhin. Uh, and this is a woman that you've studied with. Correct. Correct. And it's part of the ambassador of peace program because she believes that you can become the peace on earth can happen if you live through this lifestyle because it completely takes all the hungers, the physical hungers, the emotional hungers, spiritual, all of them. Wow. Well, let's invite our yoga revealers to all become ambassadors of peace. I know I'm willing to step into that opportunity and that invitation to raise the vibration of this planet. That's amazing. In ourselves. Absolutely. Wow. I love that. So, (laughs) 
That's so cool. So I wonder, you know, what's coming through to keep this conversation moving. I think that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the deepest and most important parts of your daily spiritual practice is your breathing. Correct. So let's talk about, hmm, life's going to happen. Life happens. And sometimes it's a curveball. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more like a boomerang that comes out of nowhere and bangs us on the top of the head. And it, things can be hard to accept at times. Until, at least in my experience, some things that just seem completely like, bl- like in the essence of blasphemy, that how could this ever happen? Mm-hmm. Like, how could life allow this to happen to, to me? Why me? Why woe is me? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and moving into acceptance. For me, you know, a lot of the listeners who might have an idea of what I'd be speaking about is when my, one of my best friends died, you know, and moving towards the stages of grief mm-hmm. and acceptance, which is one of the most beautiful experiences to be in the surrendering, receiving mode of what is and to accept. How in your life, when you've been faced with acceptance of things that maybe weren't easy to accept when they were first brought into your field of awareness, mm-hmm. of experiencing life, how has your breath practice been there for you? Yeah, so great question. And I've actually, I'm coming out of some of the hardest uh, financial parts of my life, which is so crazy because I've done so well. And, and it's almost like I come out of cave and, and, I, and I say to the universe that, hey, I, I'm done with my business career. I want to I wanna do uh, what I love, which is uh, the, the, you know, the spiritual work. And, and yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> but uh, our, all of our studios stopped profiting or, or business ventures. Uh, they were losing for about two years until we basically hit a wall with, with cash flow. And so, so it, it put me straight on my, my, my butt again to, to really, it tested me, you know, are you sure this is the, the journey that you're willing to take? That, that's kind of what I get out of it. And so during this time, it's actually the times when I, you know, have been doing the breathing the most. There's one key value or, or, or I guess, um, uh, core um, example, I would say, uh, from Neil Donald Welsh. Uh, what he said that is most of us, we live in have, do, be um, kind of a system or, or, or life instead of be, do, have. And so these, this time really tested me to flip it. So a lot of people, you know, have to have the right time, the right people, the right money, the right thing to be able to do something, right? And never even become it versus being it, embracing it, feeling it, touching it, like, like being in it, right? Then you do it. And then whatever you have it or not, it doesn't matter because you're no longer attached to it or your self-interest isn't in it, right? So what it taught me is, is I don't care how big of a problem we have, it's all about how much of a self-interest we have in it, right? And if our self-interest is really high, not from the small self, right, that person that talks all the time in our head, the, the monkey brain, not the higher self, because higher self, if somebody died, would understand that, oh my God, this is the coolest day of the life. They get to go to the next, and, and right? right? So there's there's a two ways to look at it. So the way it tested me is really every morning I start with a routine. It's like the key. I don't care where I am. I do it at the airport. I don't care if I look like an idiot that's doing a whole bunch of breath work. I put my glasses on. It's actually funny. I have a bunch of videos from JFK where I'm like, <laughs> my, my legs are up like this on, on a on a chair and I'm doing my breathing because that's when you need it the most, right? All the nasty air and everything that you're, you know, going through. So yeah, so what I've learned is going from the silence, going from the peace, not going from the pain, not going from the emotion and reacting from it. I always wait until that goes away because none of that is you. Your higher self does not give a crap who you meet, what you're doing. It's all about who you are becoming while mm. you're doing it. Mm. And that's the be do have, you mm. know, to me. I love that. It's like holding the essence of the frequency that we recognize higher self embodies and not giving energy to that which is not real and that which does not serve. Am I hearing that? 100%. Always pay attention to the one listening, not talking, right? I think it was in Unthirded Soul or something like that. There's a whole book about that, that 
you never want to be the one talking because then you're unconscious. When you're the one listening, you are not talking, right? There's no <laughs> space for the talker. <laughs> and um, my, my DJ name is Noah Aon. And it's basically N-O-A. And then the other side is A-O-N. So it's the exact opposite. And there's a reason why I picked that is because it's the duality that I've been going through my whole life. And my whole goal is that a line in the middle, that center, to not live the good, not live the bad. That doesn't matter. That's just our mental uh, projecting. Uh, what it really matters is that being essence, going down to that that root of, of now. And also maybe a lot of people, you know, hear it all the time, power of now and this, this and that. But to me, it's it's being aware of your breath at all times, relaxed as much as you can, feeling your entire body awareness, that lightness around you, and hearing the silence behind the noise at whatever place you are. And that's what you probably heard a lot in, in the workshop, mm -hmm. uh, always holding that intention. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. You know, if you had... um. So if you had any guidance to offer people who feel they're on their spiritual path and they're on their spiritual practice and, you know, they're looking for, for more tools in their toolbox, what would you say? So I think first thing that comes up, and it's funny because I used to tell that to myself, again, it comes, comes from the self journey. Um, it's, there's spirituality can be either convenience, which can be found during the hard times of our life. And then, oh my God, everybody's seeking, seeking, seeking. Right. And then when we're at our best <laughs> in the regular life, right. Spirituality kind of goes aside, but we're spiritual beings living a human experience. So that is the core. And I think instead of more toolboxes, the toolbox is right here, right now. Can you be aware of your breath? Can you feel the little aliveness in your body, in your hands? And can you just simply hear the silence behind the noise? Those are the three key things. Mm. And if you keep on repeating it, you never need anything else because every information will come back. Mm. Oh, I wonder, you know, something that's coming up for me is I think it's so beautiful to be able to feel the aliveness in your skin and to mm -hmm. feel the aliveness in your breath, like to feel that sacred, the sacred fleeting gift of life, truly. Um, and just with the few minutes, you know, that we, we do have in completion of, of your story and just sharing a bit of your experience, would you be willing to maybe guide us through, you know, like just a couple minutes, like one to three minutes of, of tuning in, tapping in and dropping into the vortex of what it means to be in this form of breath practice? Oh, yes. Okay, cool. I would be delighted to. And if you're driving and you're listening to this, don't close your eyes. Yeah, or shower. <laughs> or <laughs> shower. I've had many accidents like that. <laughs> no, so first thing first, it's a good to close your eyes. Uh, anytime I close my eyes, I just simply tune into your breath. So go through your nose and just simply slow everything down. Slower the breath, longer and slower. While you're doing it, imagine your body melting through the ground. Relax your shoulders, relax your eyes, your feet. I mean, everybody's so light, so easy. The next step um, is simply rub your hands um, together. And you can probably hear it. And basically go as hard as you can until it gets almost hot. It's like burning. When it feels burning, there's this little sensation um, that will be, you know, on top of your hands. When you feel the sensation, you either do some more rubbing if you don't. And if you do, just try to extend that feeling into both of your arms. When you feel both of your arms really light and expanding, move into your uh, head. When you're in your head, just simply give gratitude for your eyes. How many people can't see? Your ears, how many people cannot hear? Your mouth, your nose. And then bring that sense of aliveness into your entire upper body. Now bring it down to your lower body and keep that breath as slow and long as possible, almost seamless. Feel your body expanding into the space and put all the focus on a space within space. So imagine that you are inside of a little box or room. 
when you feel that, try to hear and pay attention to the silence behind the noise. So whatever you are in a, in a subway or in a club, you can always hear that silence while you're being aware of your body. And at the same time, just simply breathe with more intensity. And what we're going to do is I'm going to show you the foundation of, of Wim Hof, which is just one round of retention breathing. So with each breath, what you want to do is you want to inhale deeper on inhale and exhale with no force. <sighs> inhale, exhale with no force. <sighs> and keep on breathing. So keep on breathing. Whatever you are, you simply deeper on inhale, shorter on exhale. Big force through your stomach, chest, head, down with just simple exhale. Inhale a little bit deeper, exhale. And now just simply start speeding it up. Deeper on inhale, shorter on exhale. Keep on breathing. What you want to do is you want to do anywhere from 30 to 40 inhales. And for the sake of time where we are, let's just go for the last 10. So here Alec is doing amazing work. So deeper on inhale, with each inhale, you can do it through your nose or through your mouth. Doesn't matter. This is your first time. Keep on breathing. And the last five, try to go as fast as you can. Deeper with each inhale. And now final inhale. Exhale everything out. Now one more time. Inhale. And slowly exhale. And this time, no more breathing. Simply hold it on your exhale. Relax your body and feel the little tingles that start to come out very fast. During this time, you just simply put your awareness on your entire body. If you feel the urge to breathe, you have had enough oxygen coming in, you're just fine. Just trust me, let it go. And whenever you do feel the urge to breathe and you cannot last any longer, you just simply inhale one more time as deep as you can. So fully in. And you're going to hold it one more time with no more breathing on an inhale. This time it's about 10 to 15 seconds. And afterwards, exhale. So that's basically a round one. You want to do three to four of these every morning. <laughs> Takes 10 to 15 minutes, nothing wow. more, and will change your life forever. I bet you feel much more Absolutely. aware, much more in your body. Much more present. And now go meditate. <laughs> yes. Wow. So are you leading? Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> First of all, thank you. Um, do you lead? You have, you have monthly gatherings for this Wim Hof breathing in Boulder, Colorado? So actually all over. Uh, all over. What I do is I have four different offerings. Uh, the first one is 90-minute class, which is uh, what you have done. That's, that's with no ice. The second one is the full ice immersion and workshop setting. Oh. The third one is a two-day uh, intensive. And then the fourth one is a five-day retreat. And uh, we're basically planning a first winter excursion in Boulder uh, this, this January coming Love up. Love that. And uh, we can find this information on your website? Correct. Beautiful. I look or forward to sharing Facebook. that with everyone or Facebook. Beautiful. Well, Pavel, with one last question, what would be a golden nugget of wisdom that you would like to impart to the beings who have received the words of your heart this, this day? What is a golden nugget of wisdom to offer to people for their journey? So everything that we are doing is, is, is a journey. Every single thing. And it does not matter ultimately what we're doing, but who we are becoming. And it goes back to the be, do, have. Being the essence with no need, no reasons, no future investments. Just right here, right now. It's really simple, almost cliche, but it has changed my life. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Pavel, from all of our hearts. Thank you for showing up and sharing with the world the inspiration to get closer to the I essence that is 
deep within from where we came before. We were in this human form and where we already are and always will be and continue to move into. So fantastic. Namaste, brother. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste, my friends. This is your brother, Alec Vishal Rubin, and I'm so grateful to be transmitting the wisdom of yoga together. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Yoga Revealed. When we get quiet and still and truly listen, the information channels through in a powerful way. When we get still and quiet, there are these hidden secrets of our being that begin to surface. And Pavel has such a beautiful wisdom on how to access this through the Wim Hof Method in his journey into meditation. If you are inspired to hear more from Pavel and even meet him and attend one of his workshops, be sure to follow him on IG, Instagram at Official. That's N-O-A-A-O-N official. Stay tuned for some potent episodes coming to you soon. And until next time, love life and namaste. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.